Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And welcome to the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show. <laughs> we are here for another glorious weekend of mortgage talk where you get to know all the things that are going on in the mortgage world that are going to affect you. We are TexasLending.com. And uh, we've been doing radio shows about mortgages for 21 years now here. In, Has it been that long? In Texas. It's and, a long time. Uh, yeah. 21 years uh, talking about mortgages. Uh, and right now is, is, is one of those times in the mortgage business that you want to be paying attention because things are moving so quickly. And so we want to bring people up to speed about what's going on there. How can we help you refinance your house, get a home equity loan? out of your house if you want to buy a house we would love to help you with that as well make sure you get in touch with us today at the texasonly.com show we'll give you that number in just a second i am joined by uh two of my friends <laughs> one of my friends is tress collins good morning tress good morning kevin you 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 speak with such hesitation and then <laughs> my other friend is batman thank you Good morning, Swear to me. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Jeff Collins and Tress Collins, they have the same last name. It's a coincidence. It is. Yes. <laughs> that they both have to be married and both be sitting on the phone here and both be in the booth at the same time. Pretty exciting stuff. How weird is that? Yes. Anyway, we are talking about your home loan today. Tress and uh, Jeff, uh, Tress is not in the mortgage business. No. Jeff is in the mortgage business. Yes. And uh, they are out shopping for a home lately, so we're going to get their update on how that's moving along. You at home, though, you have questions. Rates are moving. Where are rates going? What's happening to the mortgage business? What's what's coming up next? I want to give everyone, uh, I would love to give everyone uh, a little bit of background about what's going on in the mortgage world so you can all be up to speed and be prepared for what's coming next in our world so that you can understand how it might affect you. Uh, our world being the mortgage world, the mortgage industry. Um, we, you know, in 2008, the mortgage world, the mortgage world was kind of ground zero for where everything else that took place. And the ground zero earthquake took place about two years before the contagion hit the rest of the market and everything collapsed. During those two years, I was out, I was out, crying in the streets, trying to let everyone know what was going on, and no one was listening. I was like a crazy man talking to other executives and people running more other other businesses, other 
other people in the in the business world, and they were like, Miller, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Stocks are at all-time highs. And, um, and after, you know, two years, the, the stuff I was talking about came true. And we were facing the biggest depression in the history of the country, except no one foresaw that the Federal Reserve was going to print $20 trillion. And because the trillion dollar trillion words weren't used very often back then. And so um, anyway, that happened back then. Um, I remember in 2019 in December, about three months before everything got shut down for COVID, I went to those same executive friends and the peers and I said, there's something broken in the financial market. I don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to manifest itself or how they're going to cover it up, uh, but something is broken and we're going to be facing something very similar to 2008 here sometime very quickly in the next few months here, if not immediately. Well, three months later, somehow, coincidentally, COVID hit and tens of trillions of dollars were printed. And, uh, and, you know, we're in a different world now. This is a completely different thing. The world we're in today, everyone, is not the same world as 2008, and it's not the same world as 2000, the end of 2019. Believe it or not, the financial uh, markets at the end of 2019 were much worse than they are right now. The financial markets are not the underlying issue right now. We, we see the underlying issues, right? We see the underlying issues, the inflation and the and, uh, and the cost of gas and food and housing and rent and clothes. And, well, that's all gone up recently. But there are other things behind the scenes that are making today a different kind of story. And I watch a lot of economic news. Imagine really, that. and I don't want to bore anybody, but I want to <laughs> say too late. But here's here I want to bore you. What I want to say is this: is uh, people are calling for the demise of the housing market, and I have to tell you that the not, demise of the housing market was a much greater threat at the end of 2019 and in 2008 than it is right now. And they're saying, well, this is just like the subprime market. And I'm saying it's not just like the subprime market. Mm-hmm. And here's why it's not like the subprime market. Back in the subprime market, people were buying houses for a million dollars in California who didn't have a job. Mm. And if they had a job, they were making $50,000 a year somewhere. <laughs> and they were buying a million-dollar house. And you say, how did that happen? How are people buying million-dollar houses? And not only that, they were buying million-dollar houses with zero down. So there was no equity going into a house with people who had no money and no money down. And people were buying investment properties with zero money down with no job. Because they had these things called stated income and stated assets. People would just say, here's my income. And you would state what you have, but you wouldn't document it. And you would state your assets. And you would state your job, but there was no documentation of this. It was just free money. Anytime there's free money, there are huge consequences on the other end. And at that time, people were buying these million-dollar houses on these loans that were called option arms. What was an option arm? They said, you can pay 1% interest rate. That's the rate you have to pay, 1%. So you had this million-dollar house, and so you only had to pay $10,000 a year of interest. You know, $830 a month for a million-dollar house. And so that was the interest you were paying on this house. And so... Uh, is $830 a month. So they were buying these million-dollar houses. You know, at the time, the rates were at 6 
And so instead of paying five thousand dollars in interest, you know, six, you know, sixty thousand dollars a year in interest, they're paying ten thousand dollars a year in interest. So these people making fifty thousand dollars a year are buying these houses. So when the market collapsed, there was also what what ended up happening is about forty five percent of all mortgages that were being done were for people that weren't documenting income. Forty percent of all mortgages. So when the market collapsed, forty five percent of all home buyers went away. You understand? So. 45% of home buyers on homes that were being loaned out on 100% financing and cash out loans in other states outside Texas were being done at 125% of the value of the house, 125%. So there was no equity in the houses and no one had jobs and no one could pay them and the, and the housing, the, so the foreclosures racked up real fast. Everything collapsed, right? The world is different now. How is the world different now? The world is different <laughs> And that people that are getting mortgages right now, people are getting mortgages are documenting their income. People that are getting mortgages have assets. People that are getting mortgages are putting down payments. People that have mortgages, the people that are in the houses, a lot of them have 2.5% interest rates and such. So you have a lot of people in houses right now that have, they have equity. And the other thing is they have, people have a lot of equity. So the home values have gone up a lot. So you have you have all these things that are different now. So so as the mortgage world as the mortgage rates rise, yes, there might be less buyers at some point. That might all occur. We can take a look at that. You know, as it's coming along. But I'm saying it now. You're not going to see a you're not going to see a collapse of the mortgage of the, uh, you're not going to see a bunch of foreclosures unless everyone loses their job. Now, I'm not saying that that's not an option, <laughs> but that's not coming. I'm not saying that everyone that, that, that there's not going to be a lot of things coming to the, the economy uh, in short order. What I'm saying is that it's different this time. It's not because the financial markets were made up of fake loans. But I've been reading economists saying it's just like 2008 and saying, no, no, it's not like 2008. And so where, where is the pain? And so we're going to discuss that a little bit. But that also allows you at home to know that the homes that are out there have value and people have equity and people are getting equity out of their homes. And when they come to TexasLending.com, that's us, TexasLending.com, when they come to us and when they get equity out, the average home equity loan that people are getting in Texas is still leaving them with 40% equity in their house. So their home is now worth 400000 and they're getting a loan of two hundred and forty thousand, leaving one hundred and sixty thousand dollars of equity. So people are taking a hundred thousand out, one hundred and forty thousand out. They're preparing for the tough t financial times. They're preparing for tough gas prices and everything else. And so they're using the inflation of their home values to help do this. That's one of the things that's happening. And if you're buying a home, the homes still have a value. Value. So people that are listing them were overlisting them. Now they're probably listing them for more of their what their value is. So if you are buying a home, a lot of you don't have to overpay by $50,000 going forward or $70,000 to overbid on a house. Now you might be bidding the actual value of the house. So that's kind of where we are right now. These rising rates have gone on for six months now. January 1 to this day, mortgage rates have pretty much risen every, they've risen every month since the, since the, since the year started. How long does that happen? We want to talk about all those things. We want to take your questions. We want to have you text us at 972-387-4600, 972-387-4600. Okay, I just shared a lot of information that was intended to put people who are really aren't interested 
asleep. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the five people that are still listening, Jeff, right? What 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 kind of things do you think that they just heard and that's that 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 you hear not being, you know, on writing loans every day? I think the one of the questions that we should probably ask ourselves is. Is this bubble going to pop? Is what we're doing right now is what's going on with our that's already happened rising? The bubble has already popped. The bubble has popped. The question is: is it is it going to the is it deflating? The bubble is 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 it deflating? Is the question. So there's air being let out of the bubble. Does that make sense? Sure. There's sure. a leak. There's a air being let let out of the balloon. So. Is it going to what where is that going to lead us? Now I can say that the average the Federal Reserve has about a ninety percent track record of crashing the economy every time they try this. They've done this many times. Maybe they have better idea of how to do things this time. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know their intentions. We don't know their intentions. We know what they say their intentions. And they can have good intentions. But all good intentions, you know. Well, there's a there's a to, proverb in there somewhere. There is there's a proverb, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe a pronoun. Who knows? Yeah, or even a couple of adjectives. Yeah, throw that in there. There's a well. lot of grammar yeah. by the Federal Reserve, and we don't know exactly how that's going to lead. But we want to help you with your home loan at nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. If you text us, Tress will ask your question. We will answer your question for you here about your desire to buy a home. You know what? How much home can you afford? Uh, what what can you do with your credit score? What can you do with your down payment and your income? Text us your income, your credit score, and your down payment. We'll tell you about how much home you might be able to buy. And it doesn't have to be exact. Just give us round. It numbers. has to be exact. It doesn't have to be. No. Okay. We have the technology to where All we can right. give you sort of roundabout answers. But then our numbers aren't going to be exact. But you know what? The good news is, it's Saturday morning. And no one wants to stress out about exact numbers. We want to get a general idea of where you're going to go with your mortgage, what you can do, your options, your financing options. Text us, 972-387-4600. Go online to texaslending.com. Trust, what do you want to hear about when we come back? Well, <laughs> I want to hear about mortgages. I want to hear about Don't lie. what the challenge is <laughs> in the mortgage world right now. What's the greatest challenge in buying a home? What and are there okay. any challenges that are presenting itself? All right, Trash. Now you're talking like a four-year-old and all the things you want. Now <laughs> you're going to have to list those out for me because you said a lot of stuff right there. Oh, technically, well, that's, only that's two, more work Kevin. than I want to do, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Saturday morning, so we're going to give you a pass. Okay. <laughs> Before we all get out there into the 170-degree heat, we would like to help you with your mortgage. Let's take this morning with our coffee and maybe some oatmeal or whatever you're doing at home to. Get your day going. We want to brighten your day on the TexasSunny.com Burger Show, and we will begin answering your questions when we come back after these messages on 105.3 The Fan. <laughs> We're back in the TexasSunny.com Burger Show, and I just want to apologize to our board operator for the nonsense that he has to listen to during the break. It's mainly you. <laughs> you and your... You're going to call me these adjectives. It was both of y'all. You Whatever. Are no, you are no longer allowed to call me weird. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You hurt my feelings. I want to be called enlightening. Is that what you want to be called? Yes. Okay, well, find somebody who's willing to do that. Kevin Miller here. <laughs> I am the owner and CEO. I am the enlightening owner of TexasSledding.com. Joined by my wonderful and beautiful guest, Tress Collins, and my lovely and talented guest, Jeff Collins. I don't want to be called lovely. 
Okay. I think as lovely as just taking me to a different level that I don't want to be at right okay. now. Okay. I know you're going to be held to a higher standard, and then yeah. you got to do it every day. And you got to put, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm better known as Handicap your, Jeff. you got to wash your toes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's important. So. Now, I do want to say Jeff is not making light of people that have disabilities. Jeff, you have disabilities, right? They would call that. Is that what they call that? Disabilities? I call it a handicap. You call it a handicap. It, well, it's actually. But it is a disability. Well, he, here's the thing. All right. This is something I can't fix. So I might as well promote it. If you can't fix it, promote it. So I'm been handicapped Jeff for a really long time, like since I was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's just it's just who I am. I mean, I have shirts, I have logos and all this stuff to be able yeah. to really kind of help promote yeah. it and what have you. So, But, you know, we all have handicaps, Kevin. You can see mine coming. It just takes a little bit yeah. to figure out yours. About two minutes that you don't talking. talk about your wife that way. <laughs> about two minutes <laughs> so of you talking. All you right, can pretty much figure out we what are your handicap <laughs> is. We have questions, y'all. All right, Do we? <laughs> you have questions. We have answers. Nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. We thank you for listening, especially to our banter and our nonsense, because we don't see each other during the week, and uh, we pen we have all this pent up anxiety during the week and then it all <laughs> Comes blur- out. blurts out during the you all to you during the show and do the board operator during the break so anyway trust you have questions what have we got yeah <laughs> okay first question how much do you think mortgage rates will peak at and then they ask a second question my preferred lender states i can only escrow for property tax and not just for home insurance is that true since not escrowing at all leads to a fee yeah. Um, wow. They can only escrow for property tax and not just for home insurance. That's just uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing. You know, someone can pay their homeowner's insurance in advance and just document that their insurance is paid for there. Um, regarding their first question, how much do I think mortgage rates? How much do I think mortgage rates will peak at? Um, we, you know, what no one really knows, and because the rates. See, see I, I've explained that in previous shows, but I'll, I'll try to be very succinct this time. The Federal Reserve, who is not part of our federal government, they have bought 70% of all mortgage bonds for, for the last two years. Okay, They bought 70% of the mortgage bonds. By buying, when you buy bonds, it drives rates lower. Like if you all want to invest in a General Motors bond and everyone wanted to get in, then they can lower the rate that they have to pay. So the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they, Ginny Mae, they do all these loans in the United States. They buy the loans from the banks. And the more interest is in, there is in the bond, the more people want that, then the lower the rates can go. Well, the Federal Reserve said we're done, and they stopped buying the bonds. And for, since the financial crisis of 2008, the Federal Reserve has been supporting this market for the last 14 years. They have been supporting the market by buying bonds and keeping rates low. And so whenever they, when they would buy bonds, and those bonds would, uh, w- let's say, when they would mature, when the bonds would expire, they would buy more bonds of an equal amount. Well, they came out when they started raising rates this year, and they said, not only are you not going to buy any more of the bonds, we're going to let the ones that we're holding on to, mature. when they mature, we're not buying any more. So you took away 70% of the market, 70% of the market for people buying bonds, mm-hmm. mortgage bonds. So now the rates have to go up when there's no when there is no when there is no demand in the mortgage bond or not any bond market, they have to give you a higher rate of return for you to be interested in buying it. 
So when you ask me where I think mortgage rates will peak at, let me ask all of you this question. Would you buy a mortgage bond today that can yield you 5.5% or 5%? Would you be happy getting a yield or a return of 5% knowing inflation's at 10%? So my question to everybody is, where do I think mortgage rates will be at? Where are you and your 401k happy in investing in a 5% return when inflation's at 10 I I don't know because then since the Federal Reserve's not buying them anymore, here are the buyers of mortgage bonds that will determine where rates will go. Your 401k, <clears throat> your pension fund from where you work, they invest in bonds. Insurance companies who are holding on to all your cash until your car crashes or you get a dent in your roof, right? They're holding on to cash, and that cash is invested in AAA securities, and one of those AAA securities is considered the mortgage-backed securities in the United States. Will they be happy getting a 5% return in their insurance bond, in their insurance market? Cities who hold on to cash from taxes, states who hold on to ta taxes from their uh, from ca cash from their taxes, and countries who hold on to cash from their taxes. These are the entities that invest, and corporations, corporations who who have extra cash sitting around invest in things. When we as a society deem that the rates for the mortgages are a good return on our investment, since the Federal Reserve isn't doing it anymore, we all have to decide. There, there has been no market for mortgages, and the Federal Reserve created the market. They were the market. Now the Federal Reserve is gone, so there is called price discovery. As soon as our, your 401k discovers the price that people say, oh, this is good. I like 6.5% of my mortgage. Oh, I like 8. 8's perfect. You can't complain about mortgage rates when mortgage rates are bought, are bought and sold by people that are happy with the return they're getting. So you will pay the rate that you, you'll be paying the rate of return that consumers are happy with getting in their 401k. Okay. Does that make sense? <coughs> it, it does make sense, but the question still remains unanswered. Where do I think they're going to be? Yeah. Do you, do probably you, around right where they are right now, probably 6%. I don't think they're going to go much higher, and here's why. The Federal Reserve stopped buying uh, bonds, and they're 70% of the market. Right. Uh, and uh, the mortgage industry has dropped 70% since January. Interesting. 70%, 70%. Interesting. Refinances are down 80% year over year. And home purchases are down about 10 or 15%. And so the, the, the refinances were the dominant factor after COVID. And so the industry is down probably about 65%, uh, 65 to 70%. And so that's where the industry is right now. Yeah. So what about the escrow question? Okay. Uh, the, I don't is that true? It says my preferred lender states I can only escrow for property tax and not just for homeowner insurance. You can... You can escrow for her insurance and taxes. Mm -hmm. You can escrow your you can escrow your insurance and taxes. But if you say I only want to escrow my homeowner's insurance, your 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 lender is not going to do that. Hmm. They're not just going to escrow your homeowner's insurance. And so, and there's no need to if you don't want to. You can pay just your taxes on your own and your insurance. But the lenders do charge a fee. The lenders there is a fee passed down. Uh, in the industry by the servicers if you do not want to have your escrows collected by them. 
that fee is typically a quarter percent of the loan amount. So if you have a $500,000 loan, and uh, so one quarter or one percent of the loan amount would be about a uh, hundred. How much is that? One hundred and twenty-five dollars, something like this. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what pretty much what I would think. <laughs> there's a quarter percent charge. <laughs> I don't even there's know what the quarter, numbers that he said. <laughs> there's a quarter percent charge uh, for uh, to you when you're trying to get your loan done. They're going to charge you a little fee for not having your escrows in the mortgage. Hmm. But it's a one-time fee. One-time fee, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Interesting. Yes. So uh, you, uh, as a consumer, can call us and text us at nine seven two. Text now nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. We want to answer your questions. I have a question for you, real yes. quickly. You said you started this radio show twenty one years ago. Yes. Do you remember the first show that you did? Yes. Did you have like like? Tons and tons of paper, all notes written out and everything. Yes, I Like did. you were totally prepped and ready. I was right? very nervous. As a matter of fact, I will tell you this story because I was just a young child back then. Uh, at that time, when I did my first show, I was so nervous. Um, and so I was so nervous about doing the show. And it was on an AM station uh, in Dallas. Uh, and... I listened to that station on the weekends, and there were people that had been on the air for 20 years <laughs> doing weekend shows. I cannot, I never imagined I'd be doing this for 20 years. But I was so nervous that I went out and I drank a uh, a 22-ounce beer uh, about an hour and a half before the show because I wanted to relieve my nerves, <laughs> but I didn't want to be drunk. And so <laughs> I did it like an hour and a half before the show. And uh, <laughs> now it wasn't at, it was at 3 in the afternoon was the show, so... <laughs> I only drink in the mornings now. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't drink. As a matter of fact, I don't drink alcohol. So anymore, that stopped. Uh, that stopped a while back. So, but the point was that at that time I was very nervous. Yes, I remember that first show. Yeah. Yes. How many of the notes did you actually go through? Uh, a lot. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. And after about six shows, there was no more notes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And we had so many calls. We had so many calls. People called back then. They weren't texting. So there yeah. were so yeah. many calls. We got dozens of calls during the show. And uh, and that's back when there were subprime loans, and so every kind of loan under the sun. Oh, I don't got any income here. You can get a loan. You know, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Okay, it's eight thirty. Trust says we got to take a break. Get your questions in now about mortgages. We're going to answer them here at nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. Listen, call our office. We have loan officers around this morning. They want to take your call at nine seven two three eight seven forty six hundred. 972-387-4600. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. Tress had some questions that she was going to answer or write down so we can answer them for her. I don't think she wrote them down. Um, anyway, we're going to get to those questions that she's writing down now so we can get to yours and hers when we come back in the TexasHoney.com Mortgage Show on 105.3 The Fan. <laughs> we're back in the TexasHoney.com Mortgage Show. <laughs> <laughs> Just when things were getting good. Now we're going to have to send some company-sanctioned drugs to our board operator <laughs> once again for listening to Poor what we're guy. talking about during the break. You know, he's probably <laughs> recording this. You know, if I was Yeah, him, he could write his memoirs, memoirs of being a board op. And I know that there's not other there's other shows, but this show right here is delivering uh, for all the things that you want to write a memoir for. Okay, Tress. We have questions that we need to get to. 
So if you want to ask your question, 972-387-4600. Do you want me to answer one of your questions? Yeah, I just have one question. Yes. Here you go. Here it is. You have to ask it. Why is blue cheese called blue cheese when it's not blue? Why is blue cheese? Is that is that a joke? You want me to answer the question? No, it's a question. Oh, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> okay, that has nothing to do with mortgages. Trust, you're fired. Okay, next to the next, Turn let's, here. let's go to one of the texts. <laughs> I'll, I'll read the next one in your in your place. Give me one. What do you have? Oh, well, credit score is five fifty. I have a hundred thousand. You sound just like Tress. Dollars down payment, ten thousand dollars. By the way, if you're just tuning in, this is Jeff Collins mocking his wife, Tress Collins, on our show. There we okay. go. Okay. All right. I'm so not really, um, I'm not really sure what's being asked here. I think it's like. they want, so Here's the thing, Jeff. Jeff is not regularly on our show. It's typically inappropriate Uncle Bubba. He is not here this week. Mm-hmm. So Jeff is filling in. And when we have people that want to buy a home, we ask them to text us their credit score, their down payment, and their income so we can tell them how much home they can buy. Because that's what they want to know. So oh, this person has a 550 score. Okay. <laughs> And they have $100,000 of income, mm-hmm. and they have a down payment of $10,000. The biggest challenge this person has is their 550 score. There are things out there called non-qualified mortgages. And non-qualified mortgages are typically going to be people who have credit issues or income documentation issues. They can document their income, but it's non-traditional ways. It would be, for example, the do- income documentation issues would typically be solved by documenting a bank uh, statements that show deposits going in every month. So you can see that you're depositing money in your bank every month. So that's considered a consistent income if it's consistent. This person, their credit, they have a credit issue and their credit issue is such that it is below the allowable minimum credit score or minimum down payment requirements for FHA. Conventional loans are going to go down to 620. FHA minimum down payments are going to go down to 580. And so they're at 550. So if they got into a non-QM type situation, they're probably going to find themselves with about 20% down is what they should expect. They're probably going to be looking at rates of 8 or 9, 9.5%, somewhere in there, uh, and potentially higher now with rates going up. So that's what they can expect. Um, how much home could they buy? You know, with the $10,000 down, you're going to need 20% down. So there's not going to be a lot of home. It's going to be purchased with a down payment of $10,000. If you can get your credit score up over 580, you might be able to qualify for an FHA loan. And over 580, you can get some decent FHA rates. And with if, less with money that, down. Yeah, with that down payment, they probably get themselves a $270,000 house for that down payment. They're also going to need some closing costs, though. And so if they have $10,000 for down payment, they're going to have to have the closing costs either rolled into the interest rate and so the mortgage lender can help with those, or they're going to have to bring some closing costs to the table. All right, All right. Tress. Next question. Sixty to $70,000 a year looking for zero down credit score around six fifty. Looking for zero down. So the zero down loans that you're going to find out there are going to be VA loans. So if you're a veteran, you might be able to qualify for a vet, a vet loan for zero down. USDA loans out in the rural areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's governed by the USDA website. They're going to tell you which, if you give us your your uh, zip code that you're in, we'll let you know if you're in a USDA approvable uh, zip code. 
your sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Let's call it six thousand dollars a month. Well, sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Let's call it fifty-five hundred dollars a month. So you're going to be able to qualify for about one third of that per month, fifty-five hundred dollars a month. Probably about eighteen hundred dollars a month, conservatively for a house payment. So probably somewhere around two hundred twenty thousand dollars, two hundred thirty thousand dollar house. But the zero down is going to be your limiting factor. If you don't have any down payment, conventional is going to be a no go. And you're going to have to be looking in. Unless you can get gift funds. You can get gift funds. You can get a gift from a relative, like a parent, a brother or sister, uh, a grandmother. These people can give you gift funds for down payments. Can you get gift funds from employers? You can get a gift, you can get a gift from your employer uh, as well. I'd like to talk to you after the show then. Gift funds <laughs> are typically... Gift funds uh, have to have a letter signed that says there is no requirement to repay this gift. So uh, those are those are one of the things that has to come with the gift funds. So that person with their score around 650 is most likely an FHA candidate if they can uh, scrounge together uh, three uh, three and a half percent. That's going to be your minimum down on FHA. It's going to come with different rates and uh, different APRs and depending on your overall credit requirements that you have there. So anyway, Tress, next. All right. <clears throat> if you cash out refinance now, can you refinance again without cashing out when rates go down? Also, shout out to the My Chemical Romance return music. This was from the previous break. Ah, uh, I was yeah. not listening to the return music. I was trying to buffer the mental damage done to our board operator <laughs> as we were coming back from the break. Anyway, the if you cash out refinance now, can you refinance again? In Texas, the answer is yes, you can. You have to wait 12 months to do it. But if you take cash out of your home now, and if you've had cash out of your home in the past, when rates drop, and they will drop, when rates do drop, you can refinance later on. Yes. So if you want cash now to get your finances in order, if you have a lot of credit cards and things, if you have twenty thousand on credit cards, that could be eight hundred dollars a month out of your pocket. Uh, if you have twenty thousand dollars on a mortgage, it might be one hundred and twenty dollars a month out of pocket. Uh, under those circumstances, uh, you you might want to refinance and then refinance later when rates drop. It's an option. People have a lot of equity. Use some of that equity to your advantage. That equity, you just you know, if you're going to pay off your home sometime soon, that's great. But if you're trying to get your finances in order. Cash out home equity in Texas. We are experts at that at TexasLending.com. Call our office, 972-387-4600. I think Jeff is raising his hand. Well, I'm raising a pen because I can't technically raise my hand. But yes. Then, okay, anyway, so you just said that rates will drop. Why do you say rates will drop? What may, I mean, how do you know that? Because rates don't go up forever, Jeff. But rates can stay at a range within a certain period of time? They can, yes. Yeah. But so. rates will drop. And so we can talk a little bit about the underlying things that are happening out there. So here's what I am hearing and what I'm paying attention to. I, I try to sift out as much as I can to, to the stuff that I feel to be important. I think gasoline prices are not going down anytime soon. I think that food prices are only going to get worse. Um, I think that the Walmarts and Targets of the world, not only do I think but we have heard, that during COVID they were having to order their inventory ten months out because of the stock because of the supply chain. They have over ordered everything, and right now with food prices and gas going up, no one wants anything. 
other than food and gas. And so with people with that going on, these retail stores have capacity. They have all this inventory, and they're going to start dumping it. There is a great deflation, I have read, a great deflation of the cost of goods that is coming your way. The cost of goods of the over-inventory that corporations are holding on to. And so you're going to see a great price drop coming. That's going to create great layoffs at these organizations because they're not going to be making any money as they're dumping these goods. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have great layoffs. The mortgage industry being down 70%. You saw, I don't know if you heard this week, J.P. Morgan Chase laid off for over 1,000 people in their mortgage division. There was a corporation yesterday uh, here in DFW that gave uh, um, layoff notices to over 400 employees here in DFW in the mortgage world. Um, the mortgages that have been sold this year in the secondary market uh, since, Januar since January 15th, uh, most mortgages that are being written right now are being written at a loss. The mortgage companies that have been writing them have been selling the loans for a loss. Mm. It's not covering the expenses of the mortgage companies. So the mortgage companies, I expect in the next two months, call it three months, within the next two to three months, and this will accelerate if things do not, rates don't go down quickly, you'll probably see about 25% of the mortgage companies close their doors. Um, and that will leave some business for the rest of the companies. And you'll see uh, mergers uh, of another 25% of the companies. So you'll see 50% of the companies might stay intact. 25% will merge with other companies, and 25% will go out of business. That's my prognostication. They'll just oh, shut their doors. Yeah. What yes. a great word. <coughs> Which is all the more reason why people need to go ahead and call TexasLending.com because we have set ourselves up to be able to weather the storm. So give us a holler at 972-387-4600. Again, 972-387-4600. Go online and apply to TexasLending.com. Tress, you say we got to take a break. Yeah. And I said, let's ask the question first. All right. All right. Here we go. Are housing prices ever going to come back down to normal prices? Ooh, the new normal. Our economy is based on inflation. Uh, if there's a deflation in home values, then if there's a deflation in home values, then the economy will – there's potential that home values can drop a little bit. In a, and and the, and the market can still be, when I say the market, the market to buy a house can still remain healthy. The market to own a home can remain healthy. It might not be healthy to mortgage companies, <laughs> but it might it'll, for homeowners, a lot of you are sitting at 2.5% sitting in your house, and you're happy as, as clams, right? And so will the market come down? Your home values, people have been overbidding, and people have been over, over uh, asking for the or home price. And so you might just see the the bids go down. Um, people, you're you're seeing, uh, I would say, one out of five home sellers now are just they overlisted. So they overlisted. Our home price is going to go down. Our home value is going to go down. For home values to go down, people would have to have no equity in their house and drop the value of the price below what they owe on it, you know. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of foreclo foreclosure. It's going to take job loss because everyone that got a home has got in got in under income documentation. They have documented income. Right now, here's what I see happening before we go to break, Trust. I see that people right now are cutting back on the extras still afford gas. They're cutting back on long trips. They're cutting back on unfortunately, on big meals, you know, at restaurants and things. So a feel for your restaurant folks. 
They're cutting back on big meals. They're cutting back on streaming services. They're cutting back on these extras. And as they're cutting back on these things, if that's not enough, they'll start cutting back on other things. Um, and so we, with all the equity that people have there in their home, they would probably list their home for sale and clear a couple hundred thousand dollars in cash rather than just letting their home. I don't see a lot of foreclosures coming. There is so much equity in the houses that they can sell their house or they can get home equity out of their house. So I don't see a bunch of foreclosures going on. I see uh, we can talk about We I'm not going to bore you with all the reasons why mortgage companies uh, are going through what they're going through right now. But I can tell you that when mortgage companies go to sell these loans, when they write them at 3% and the mortgage rates have moved up, you lock your loan. You as a consumer lock your loan at 4%. And before the loan is closed, the rates have moved up to 4.5%. The market no longer wants threes. There's no one to buy the loan. And that's what's going on in the mortgage world. The rates kept moving up, and so there's no buyers for the rates by the time the loans get closed. Uh, and mortgage companies try to hedge their position in case such things happen, but the hedge market isn't covering the losses. Mm. So, and some companies didn't hedge properly, and so they're upside down. So there's a lot of things going on in the mortgage world. We don't want your head to hurt. We want you to be happy on Saturday morning. And so this information is for knowledge that can be tucked away somewhere else where you don't have to think about it the rest of the day unless it helps. 972-387-4600, taking a break, coming back for more on the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show on 105.3 The Fan. All right, we're here in the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show with Trust Collins and Jeff Collins. Smiles, everybody. Smiles. So, Trust, you and I had a text going back this week. Have you ever seen Batman and Jeff Collins in the same place <laughs> at the same time? No. No, I have not. That's right. <laughs> so, but we're I, just I don't think move anybody has. That. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yes. Yeah, we don't want to go much further with this. Because okay. Well, we don't want everyone to know the whole story. Right. Yeah. Although your last <laughs> name was changed from Wayne to Collins. Uh, again, Tress, don't you have a uh, text to read? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Bust out my battering on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tress. All right, here we go. Income of 55000 FICO credit score is 770 Debt to income is great as I have no debt. I have $5,000 for a deposit right now. How much can I qualify for? Limiting factor being your $5,000 down, right? $5,000 down. Uh, so if you got a 3.5% down FHA loan. You know, when the government says if I say a down payment, then I have to say the rate, the APR, the payment, and all the conditions complying. But I'm just going to say we're not here. I'm not here. I'm here for education purposes. So your 3.5% minimum down in FHA will come at different rates and APRs depending on all the other underlying conditions. We're trying to help you understand about how much home you can qualify for. This person's got $5,000 down, so about figure a $100,000 house or condo or townhouse. $55,000 of income is going to be about $4,500 a month. One-third of that is going to be about $1,500 a month. That's going to be $1,500 a month, about $180,000 to $200,000. That would be – they can afford a $100,000 mortgage in terms of their down payment. They can afford more with that in terms of being approved with their income. So it's going to be down payment limiting for this person. Their score is great, uh, and their debt-to-income is great. Their debt-to-income ratio is great. So they can probably afford a $1,500 mortgage payment. That would probably be a $200,000 mortgage if they can figure out how to get uh, gift funds from a relative or something to afford a down payment on a $200,000 house, which would be a minimum of $7,000 out of pocket for FHA. 
And minimum of 3% down on a first-time homebuyer conventional loan. I'm going to say that again. For all of you listening, it's a minimum of 3% down for a first-time homebuyer on a conventional mortgage. And that can also come from gift funds from a relative and such. So conventional is 3% down, FHA is 3.5% minimum out of pocket. They all come with different rates and APRs and the guidelines. So we have a proposal technology here that will send you four proposals for free. When you call, here's what I'm looking for. We'll show you one with some points, one with no points, one with lowest closing cost, one with a 10, 15-year mortgage if you want. We'll send you a proposal. You'll see all four quotes with the closing costs associated with the payments. You can say, here's the one I want. You get to click it right there on your own computer. This is the one I want. And you're, it goes right into our system and your loan's moving. So that's a great thing at TexasLending.com. Call us today. Trust. We have one last question. You have about 30 seconds okay, to answer it. What are the pros and cons of an arm rate? The pros and cons of an arm rate, arm rates can go up as the rates are increased. Okay, you typically want to get into an arm rate right before you think rates are going to go down. Uh, but rates can go up on an arm. Um, and as rates go down, your arm rate can go down. That's the pros and cons of it. Um, uh, not a lot of arms being done right now. There's no market for them. There's not a lot of market like you're. There's not a lot of market for the investor in the mortgage-backed security. We are out of time. I apologize. We went way technical today. Typically, we're not so technical. I thought it was really good. I just look at Jeff's eyes as a as as a barometer. If his eyes glaze over, then we gotta we gotta get back <laughs> to things. But we gotta get out of here. We'll see y'all next <laughs> week. We will be here. Tress Collins, Kevin Miller, and I don't know if inappropriate Uncle Bubba's gonna be back. I don't think so. So we'll I'll see be, Jeff I'll be here again. Again, yeah, that'll be great. We'll see you all next week in the TexasLending.com Mortgage Show on 105.3 The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.